Section 1. On Anything. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. On Anything by Hilaire Belloc. Section 1. On Building Castles in Spain. One day in the town of Perpignan I was poking about to see where I could best get something to eat, when I saw a door open into a charming garden, and in the hope of finding it to be the garden of an inn, and at any rate of seeing the garden during the process of asking whether it were an inn, I walked in, but I found everything deserted. There was a little house at the end with everything shut against the blinding sun, but the main door of it wide open. I walked in there, too, and heard no noise of men, and my curiosity took me up the stairs until I came out quite unexpectedly upon another little garden built on the flat roof of this dwelling, and on its shady side, and there I saw a man sitting and looking dreamily toward the mountains. He did not ask me how I came there, but I desired to tell him, for it was evidently his roof. We spoke a little together until i asked him why he watched the mountains and why his gaze was towards spain then at great length he spoke to me but dreamily still long before i knew that the speech of men was misused by them and that they lied in the hearing of the gods perpetually in those early days through which all men have passed during which one believes what one is told an old and crusty woman of great wealth, to whom I was describing what I intended to do with life, which in those days seemed to me of infinite duration, said to me, You are building castles in Spain. I was too much in awe of this woman, not on account of the wealth, but on account of the crust, to go further into the matter, but it seemed to me a very foolish thing to say for I had never been to Spain, and I had nothing wherewith to build a castle, and indeed such a project had never passed through my head. For many years I returned to this phrase. I heard it upon several occasions, and in those years through which a man approaches maturity, it still remains in my mind, possessing a singular fascination. Though I had found long since that phrases meant at the best something different from their words, and often something exactly opposite to them. Yet this phrase kept about it something mystical and sincere, and I never read of Spain, nor saw a map of Spain, without thinking of the castles in that land, and wondering whether, as that ancient sibyl had prophesied to me, I should come to build them there or no. It so happened that the feeling grew upon me until in my thirtieth year I determined to travel in that country, and I did so, arriving at one of the Spanish ports by sea, and the first thing I did when I landed was to ask in my own tongue whether there were any castles in the neighborhood, and especially whether any of them were at that moment in process of being built. Hearing which, the gentleman whom I had addressed bade me stay a moment where I was, upon the quay, and returned with a policeman who wore a helmet in the English manner, but whose face betrayed him. This official beckoned me to follow him. I was closely interrogated by a member of the superior or educated classes, 
who was also a magistrate, and after some deliberation as to whether I should not be imprisoned, I was escorted to the frontier between two armed men. Nor in the course of my journey, which was hot and uncomfortable, did I see anyone building castles. So I returned as wise as I had come. But, I am glad to say, not any of the poorer for the Spanish state had taken charge of me, and it paid for all that part of my journey which had taken place upon Spanish soil. Coming, therefore, into the Roussillon by way of the pass in the mountains, I went very sadly, but a free man, in by the gypsy gate at Perpignan, and ate by myself at the Red Lion. Then, saying nothing to anyone, I went over the mountains in another manner, with nothing to carry but a sack, and determined to trust only to a considerable sum of money, which I carried in my pocket. So I came down into Aragon, and when I got there I found it very unsuitable for the building of castles. For you must know that Aragon is almost completely composed of mud, so that any very large building, at least in the northern part, would very probably sink. Moreover, those rare rocks on which anything enduring can be found are already occupied in that country by the priests, who have for ages forbidden the building of castles in any form and that under the most dreadful penalties. But I found a man in Husica who told me that, though he himself had never seen such a thing, I would no doubt find it in Saragossa, which was a capital city of enormous dimensions, and one that contained every human thing. So then I went on down into the valley of the river Gallego, which was full of mud, as is everything in that district and at last I saw before me the towers and the spires of Saragossa. But before I went into the town, I thought I would first ask for information, and save myself the trouble of further walking. There was sitting with his back against a very dirty and ancient wall, a man much dirtier than the wall, and almost as old. Round his head was a handkerchief, and in his eyes was the stern pride of Aragon, which though it be made out of mud, is full of courage, and breeds men who will kill you for nothing. Remembering this, and knowing that in their contempt for wealth, the Aragonese will often unite good blood with poverty, I took off my hat, and swept it about, and asked him whether his family motto were not Prince de Dangy, to which he replied, only by shaking his head in a decisive way. I then asked him whether I should find them building a castle in Saragossa, to which he said very sharply, No, for the Aragonese are as terse as they are courageous. Then I said to him, Day's night, for in this manner does one take leave in Aragon, and he replied, Go with God, which is their common salutation even to duns. When I had gone a little way on to the bridge, which here crosses the muddy Ebo, whether there is water in the river or not, I saw a man riding on a mule who seemed to me more promising for he was singing a song in quarter notes, which is the Spanish way. I asked him whether they were building castles in Saragossa, at which he laughed heartily and said, No, believe me, if we have any, which I doubt, it is more in our line to let them fall down than to build them. And with these words he spoke affectionately to his mule and went his way, and I, knowing I should get no luck after such an omen, turned back and took the train into my own country. Did you not, then, said I, ever see a building or a castle in Spain? Yes, he said very sadly, it was in this way. 
there are parts of spain which are included by mistake upon our side of the mountains so that they have french waters and forests and one can live decently there and going into one of these valleys upon business one day i saw before me a very hideous thing but there was no mistaking it it was a castle it was built or rather building of very glaring white stone it had four turrets with very staring red tiles half a hundred false gothic windows and at least twenty gargoyles each one of which exactly resembled its neighbour and all of which had been done by contract in toulouse two statues of an offensive kind guarded the entrance to the place and the main door of it was one of those that turned round like a turnstile so as to keep out the air and in front of this thing was a lawn with a net there were two trees just planted and looking as though they would rather die than live and a little further off the workmen were digging for a fountain it was a very saddening sight i went up to the foreman who by his dress seemed to be a countryman of my own and i said this is a castle that you are building is it not he stared at me and said yes wondering why i had asked and i think i went on that i am in spain am i not yes said he wondering still more the frontier lies there and he pointed to a little stream in the grounds i thought as much i said sighing profoundly at last i have come upon a man building a castle in spain since then i have seen no other such sight nor do i wish to see one and ever since then i have made it my business when i had need to build castles in spain the appetite for which comes upon me at least twice a week to come up here under this roof and survey the roussillon the canigo and the mediterranean sea and to build castles in my head for i have discovered realities to be appalling with these words he begged me to leave him the end of section one